hang on a minute. What are we even talking about today? Oh, honey, we're giving the people what they want. All right. Welcome back to episode number eight, Wolfpack. We are so excited to have you back for this wonderful episode with the title, Follow Your Daydream. We also got a bunch of listener questions this week we're excited about, so we're answering more than usual at the end. So stick around and listen to those answers. (laughs) Yes. So welcome back. Happy Wednesday when this launches. Your den mothers, Lauren and Camille, are here. First and foremost, follow us on Instagram at The Den Mothers to see when our new episodes are uploaded. We love to hear feedback from you all. We love to hear your comments. It really sets our souls on fire when you are telling us what episodes you connect with. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who does that. And please follow our personal pages at Camille Misbach and at SheWolfLauren for our other endeavors. Grab your coffees teas, waters, wines, whatever you want. <laughs> and let's get it started, baby. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Ow, oh. ow, ow. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so this week, Lauren, what are we talking about? Today, we are talking about our own unique journeys toward how we are, where we are right now. And I, it's amazing to me because I've been getting this question kind of for years. And then you recently made a massive change. And now we have a podcast together. And so we are both living on the outskirts of society here. We are (laughs) entrepreneur spirits and soul connected galactic beings. So yep. (laughs) Holy shit. So yeah. So we've been getting a lot of questions. I it kind of happened at the same time where I got some questions in my DMs like, what's the hardest part about entrepreneurship? What does your business look like? You know, how are you traveling so much? And like, are you ever going home? Do you have a home? <laughs> like yeah. these kind of things. And uh, then Cammy, you were getting questions too about like, how do I know when it's time to quit my engineering job and stuff like that? So we figure we'll introduce you to our life journeys Yeah, to get to this point, right? That's what we want to oh, do? I think that is a great segue. Yes. And I'm really excited to talk about this. But first of all, Lauren, how's your week been? Oh, dude, this week was so special. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to share this with our listeners right now. I could not be more in love. I'm so in love. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm so in love. (laughs) And I'm in love with a man that was my best friend for eight months. And then, I mean, literally, we were just best friends. We were platonic. It was like we never even kissed. And there wasn't like this crazy tension, but we just kept showing up for each other, kept showing up for each other, and just had this immediate beautiful connection. And it's like all of these things came together when like in the past couple of months – where we just were like on this massive healing journey, both of us. And then he came to me, like I went to a psychic, they said all the stuff and he came to me in Tulum and it was just really immediately obvious that we were, we were one. (laughs) So became one. Yeah. Two became (laughs) one and we had sex. 
Then they did it. After, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we did it, and now we're married. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, okay, so it, it's not that simple. And actually, I really want to have him on. I want to tell our story because what mm-hmm. I'm doing right now is not even giving it justice, but I'm so happy. And I've honestly been in like a two to three week just vortex of love and connection and unpacking like harmful narratives that I had of myself and in relationship like that's been so difficult for me so it really feels like this final beautiful piece of my healing and I feel so great so so great so I don't know when I'm leaving Tulum I'm still here it's been a month and a half so you you came my all of my other friends came like so many of them my best friend's little sister's here. It's been like just everything's been great. It's, it's so great. I can't so say great. It Tulum has been so great for you. Well, and if I can just ramble on a little bit more, I realized that literally the only thing that matters, and this is what we're going to touch on today, which is why I want to talk about this. The only thing that matters in my life is love. Like at the end of the day, Preach. it's love, it's truth, and it sounds so hippie, and the hippies were on to something. Like, <laughs> it, it's all that matters. So this the past couple weeks, I'm like, I haven't been productive. I've been forgetting to post on my Instagram. Like, I have, I have all these things to say and to write, and they are not coming out. And then I'm like, no, bitch, chill, love. Like, just learn to love. Because yeah. learning to love Shane and, like, being in love with Shane has been the biggest lesson of my whole entire life. Like, it's been mm-hmm. so beautiful. So I'm just in it and I love it and I'm so happy. It is so beautiful. And boy, am I happy because I love that man as well. Yeah. So not only did two two become one, but four became one because me and Michael (laughs) also come with the deal. And we can't wait to be home with you too. I know. That is the best weekly update. So Lauren's in love. Lauren's in love. Shit. And also love is all that matters. I cannot wait to have Shane on. I also can't wait to have Michael on. Because I do feel it's so important to share love. Divine masculine. It's like love. I mean, it's it's love and it's also men who worship their women Mm -hmm. and like who love their women. And I'm so honored and so proud to be in a relationship with somebody who I know really deeply loves all the parts of me and all the bigness in me like I I could seriously cry talking about it because it's Mm -hmm. so it's so 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 special to just be be honored yeah be seen seen and be heard heard. and supported and like yeah it's just just feels so warm (laughs) (laughs) it's so warm and it just gives me so much permission to just be all of the me yeah and I know I that he feels like he can that. be all of the him. You know, it's so beautiful. That is so beautiful. And you and Michael gave me that permission. Like seeing your love and just how devoted you were to each other right away and just seeing how healthy that can be was mm-hmm. so important for me. I'm so happy oh, it yeah. happened to you first. And it's so funny because I thought it happened to you and then I met Michael and we were like, wait, no, this one's the one that's good. Right. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden you found it too. Yeah. And love for everyone is different. We've talked about that before, but it's yeah. unique and beautiful and you just deserve to feel worshipped in the way you need to feel worshipped. So it's I'm so true. I couldn't be happier for you. I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. How was your week? 
Okay, my week was a total whirlwind. And it basically went, this is sort of a longer segment as well, but I think it's so important for the audience to hear. I have still been- our wolf pack. This is our wolf pack and they deserve it. I have been struggling since I've done Bufo. Um, I think more than I even noticed. I was still feeling very dissociated from my body. Um, Like I said, I've been tapping into my gifts a lot, which- I have now, I now know to be producing a podcast. I'm really passionate about this. Um, this is what I love. So if everyone didn't know, I, I am the producer as well. So this has become a passion for me, um, in more ways than just sharing stories and my life and how I feel about certain subjects, but also in the way of me being able to use my tedious little engineering brain for other things. Um, So that's one thing. Uh, I also have been digging into art a lot. And then on the back end, I was trying to run a real estate company with me and Michael. And yesterday I was kind of just still feeling dissociated from my body. And I told Lauren, I said, you know what? I just, Michael gets out in four months. And my plan was to have a very successful money-wise business by the time he got out. And for some reason, every time I was doing real estate, my body was just, no, 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 I didn't want to do it. And I got on the phone with Lauren uh, two days ago. And it's so weird because I didn't even, I was going to tell you this, Lauren, I didn't even feel like I wanted to say this. It almost feels like it just came out of me that I just said, I just want to work really hard for the next four months on real estate and just get a deal and build this up. And it's funny because I wasn't feeling that, but it's almost like the old me needed to say that. So when I said that, Mm -hmm. Lauren said, do you want a vent or do you want advice? And I said, I guess I'll take some advice. And she said, okay, I'll, I'll give you what I give my clients. You do not need to work on the real estate business. You need to follow your heart. You need to be accepting this time that you're getting as a break. You need to be following anything you want to do is what you need to do. And she said, you need to ground and you need to accept that. And I was like, well, you don't understand, you know, whatever. So this turned into me saying, Mm -hmm. okay, Lauren, you gave me great advice. (laughs) This turned into me at the park with my (laughs) face literally in the dirt, praying to the universe to let me come back into my body. And I promise I swear to God, I swear to the universe, I will follow my gifts. I will dig into my creativity. I will not push old habits, which is people pleasing, wanting to do stuff for money, all this stuff. And then I got a call from my stepmom, who is our guide. She is truly. Yeah, she's a guide. She is truly a guide in both of our lives. And we've really accepted that later in our life. And we basically talked for two hours. And she said, what you experienced Mm. in DMT was heaven and hell. You got to experience the darkest darks and the brightest lights that the universe has to offer, which is a gift. And she said, you've been ignoring Mm. your, she said, you've been ignoring this truth and you have a couple assignments from me. I mean, this was a two hour talk, but this is basically what it was summed up to be was you need to talk to your thoughts. She said, you've been ignoring them. 
and you need to, that's why you've been feeling out of your body still. You need to address them. You need to ask the darkness, why are you coming up? What are you showing me? What are you proving Mm. to me? You need to do the same thing when the light parts come up. And she said, and Mm -hmm. you need to take a break. You've been working so hard for since high school on getting good grades, engineering school, being the best at your job. She said, you might, the next 25 years of your life, you might work hard. And she Mm. said, so why are, why are you ignoring this? Why are you ignoring this break? Like you get a break right now and you're not even thankful, like use this. And then she also gave me other good advice, which was, she said, I want you to rewrite who you are physically. You need to write it down. And she said, you just got to shed every single layer that was old Camille. And now you rewrite yourself. She's like, things Mm. have been uncovered for you. And now you get to section that out. She said, bring in some of the, the you that wants to be aggressive and, you know, tell your husband to close the fucking shower curtain. Like bring that, bring that with you. But also you rewrite like, for so many years, I'd only thought of myself as this tedious engineer with no creativity. And then it's all of a sudden, like, the universe is literally like, you're not doing real estate because that is old you. You need to be creative because that is you. You are feminine. You have this energy. And so I, I am in the process right now of rewriting exactly who I am, figuring out who I am, and the past two days I have felt better than I felt in the past month. Wow. Yeah. And I also wow. openly admitted to Michael and talked to Michael and just said, I can't do real estate. I can't. It, now is not the time for me. I don't know when it will be the time. I'm not going to force it, but I'm putting it on hold the next four months and I need a break. I need to just do art all day. I need to podcast all day. I need to go and dive headfirst into the water. Like that's what I need to do. And he just said, you have nothing to prove to me. You need to trust yourself. Yeah. And I trust you. You're going to be, it's going to be big. He's like, I, I I have, I trust you so much. I'm like, fuck yeah. Like it just feels like a whole weight (laughs) has just been lifted. Like the old me yeah bye bitch (laughs) like she was yeah we're sick of her yeah I was so scared of letting go of the old me and I think that's a part of holding on to your human experience is like when that other part of me is gone I'm gone too like where am I but that's the beauty of it she's not gone she's a part of my story that me that me who is people-pleasing she'll always be in the back of my mind because that was once who I was but it's okay to create a new you. It's okay to decide. It's not only that. okay. It's, <laughs> it's so necessary. It's like so you, necessary. You ha- we have to shed. It would be like trying to give birth to a baby and not actually pushing it out. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. it's like oh my god, you're like in this labor, in this labor, in this labor, but you're like oh no, I can't push, I can't push, I can't push, I can't push. It's like mm-hmm. no, you have to push and you have to release. Yeah. You know, you have to release. And that's part of the rebirth process is actually releasing 
releasing, yep. releasing. And then guess what? After the birth comes the placenta. And then yeah. after the placenta comes the nurturing. And then <laughs> yeah. after the nurturing, it's like there's – life is sex because life is birth. It's a it's like this whole experience. So you have to go through the pain and the agony and the like shedding. You don't yeah. have an option. You can't hold on to all of you and also make space for the new you, right? Like our – So well put. Yep. That's it. You can't do – you cannot have the old you if you're trying to be reborn. Like it just doesn't work. It makes no sense. Yeah. And for me, one of my things that I've realized is I've always said I'm really good at time management, but the truth of it was everyone was creating the time management for me. Like it was delegated by my planning, my tasks, my engineering behaviors and now the truth is that I have all this time on my hands. It's completely shattered me because I, it feels like, am I being productive enough? Did I completely lose my motivation? I mean, Kimmy asked me that, our stepmom, and she said, do you fear that you lost your motivation? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And she said, trust me, it's still there. It's just for new things. And she said, and you're bad at time. Yeah. She said, you're bad at time and that's okay. But me wanting to rush things, like I was wanting to rush this process and think, okay, I can just jump into building a strong business again. And it's, I just realized walking Momo the other day, I have now created this life, which is the life I've wanted to live for the past four years. And all I was trying to do was rush to get back to my old behaviors. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge part of healing is just releasing your old expectations of what you were, you know, thinking that was the right way. I don't even think it's just releasing them. I think it's, you first have to recognize them. Yeah. Like it's so, that's part of this whole experience in life is even just like recognizing and having the self-awareness of, oh, what are those behaviors that were unconscious that were causing me grief? Mm -hmm. What are they first? And then you can release them. But part of that pain is trying to like gather in your heart and in your mental space and cognitively and in your body. Like, where am I feeling this shit? And yes. how do I even recognize what it is? And then when do I let it go? So God, it's like such a good point. You know what I mean? Because you, you didn't realize that you were doing that. You just knew I feel uncomfortable. I'm feeling frustrated. Yes. I need to get back to this. And it's like, okay, let it come out. Let it come out. Sit When, when I say sit in the discomfort, I mean, literally just be uncomfortable for a while and don't try to medicate it. Don't try to mask it. Just be uncomfortable. Eventually, truth will take shape and then you can face it. And that is exactly what happened for me this week. I was so Mm -hmm. uncomfortable for a month and then I said out loud something I didn't even want to say. Isn't that strange? I journaled about it. I was like, where did that even come from? It felt like my inner dialogue had to fly out in order for me to have this breakthrough. And it's like every piece of the last month started connecting for me. Mm -hmm. And it just feels so incredible to be recognizing and to be honestly also to have you and Kimmy and Michael as guides and understanding and just support feels so good too. So I'm so grateful for that. 
Yeah. And one of the things that I want to say, if, if somebody's listening to this, if one of our wolf pack is like, well, how do I do this? How do I recognize my narratives? Mm. It's like, I recommend, and Cammie, maybe you can have some input here too, but I think the body tells us so much. You don't have to know what the message is, but your body is already magic. Your body is a vessel to communicate with you what you need. Mm -hmm. So when you feel like a swirling in your chest, when you kind of get like a gut thing, like you literally might actually get physically sick. Like Mm -hmm. you might get the cold a lot or like diarrhea, like whatever it is tune in to your body and be like, okay, what's my body telling me? When I'm spewing bullshit, what is my body saying? And if you don't know the message, that's okay. But just start tuning into when I do these behaviors, what is my body doing? Yep. And I think then journaling around what is it that I want? What do I want from my life? And how am I living right now? I could not agree anymore. And just an example of this is recently when I've been podcasting and painting, it feels like, and I know you say this, Lauren, and I, I get it now. It feels like the universe is speaking through me. (laughs) It's literally emotional for me because it feels like, yes, do this. Even when I'm on Mm. walks outside. Yesterday Mm -hmm. I was at the gym and I was like, no, I, I don't think I'm going to be here for a while. Like I don't like sweaty. Like people are gross. It's bad music. Yeah. What I want to do right now is be outside, be painting, be creative, just like all these things. And then when I would go to do real estate, I would get an out of body experience Mm -hmm. and it would be like, oh, like my body was rejecting it. It's like, don't do yeah. this. And I finally was just like, fuck it. I'm giving in. I am I have to surrender. This is the first time in my life <laughs> that I'm actually listening to the universe and in a timely manner because I've had this before, but it's taken me months to finally surrender. And this time it's like, no, you're not going to waste that time. You're not going to do that to yourself and cause that internal stress. (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) Yeah. And this is the part where I'm going to make a note because I feel like it's so incredibly important for this to be part of the conversation. And I don't know how else – I literally don't know how else to have this conversation without also having what I'm about to say come out of my mouth. This experience that you and I are having – this like, oh, I, you know, I'm going to be taking four months off. And I, I know where, you know where I'm going with this, but like, I I'm just going to take mm-hmm. four months off and I'm going to allow Michael to support me in his masculine. And like me, I'm just going to be in a love nest for three weeks with Shane. And we're just going to be in Tulum yeah. having sex. Like it is so important for me to recognize a couple of things here. Number one, we could literally could not be more privileged. And oh, I, I, I dealt with like, I, my whole entire undergrad and graduate career was me focusing five years on my life on dismantling the patriarchy and dismantling capitalism and dismantling Mm. all this fuckery that's around us. Right. Yep. And in that I became miserable because I became so guilty about my privilege. I became so guilty about like the way that I was allowed to show up in the world because our parents paid for our college, because I Mm. have an education, because I live in the developed world. Like 
I became so guilty about this that it rid me like I was rid of joy. I, yeah. I, I felt guilty about feeling joy mm-hmm. until I realized that because of my privilege, it is absolutely my purpose to be in as much joy, not negligence, not look neglect for what's going on in the world, but in as much joy as I possibly can because that's what the world needs more of. Yeah. So I am in a position of privilege and I am a, in a position where I am allowed to choose my joy. And while it's privileged, I refuse to feel guilty for that anymore. And so I feel like shit knowing that not everybody is able to access four months off to yeah. focus on their art, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I feel guilty that not everybody is able to go to Tulum for two months. And also it is my greatest honor, like I say all the time, to find the most joy I can inside of my heart and spread that and like create more spaces to promote joy and to promote truth. Yep. And so I don't even know if I said everything that I need to say there other than it makes me feel really passionate right now because there are so many people who feel so much guilt about their position in the world and don't know how to direct it. And what I mm. want to say is, yes, continue to learn. Yes, con- continue to uplift voices that don't look like you, that don't have as much of a platform as you, yeah. that you know need help, et cetera. And also find your fucking joy. If you have the privilege to find your joy and you don't, I'm I'm talking to you. It's unacceptable. Yes. I thank you so much for covering that. And we had that written down and I underlined it a shitload of times. And you said this in a previous episode. It's like, if you have the opportunity to do that and you don't, fuck you. And that's yeah, like that's what seriously what, <laughs> what the privilege component is. And I kind of felt that walking yesterday, I was walking – Momo like kind of late in the afternoon just for a long I took off my shoes I was like on the beach and I had so many different thoughts my first one was like holy shit thank you thank you thank you thank you for giving me this life like I've this is what I've dreamed of since I've been in college is like spending my day how I want to and then all of a sudden like this wave of guilt hit my body and it was like oh my Mm. god because I was thinking I want to talk about this on the podcast and then I was also thinking oh my god people with kids and families, relationships that aren't supportive, so many different classes and groups of people that are held down by so many different things in society. I was just like, God, I feel so guilty because a lot of people don't get to experience this. And so thank you for touching on that because it makes me feel a little bit better to think like I can still acknowledge those people and also for them, I'm going to seek what makes me happy because I do have the choice. Like I have a choice to do that and I'm so thankful. And so I honor those people. You can still make changes. It's going to be harder, but for them, for them, I will follow passion and I will choose joy. I will be in service to others and help others try to seek joy as well. You know, I feel like that's ultimately what my passions will lead to. I mean, and it's the reason that you and I do what we do on this podcast. Like it literally when we were writing out what is our what are our objectives here? Like yes, it's called the sex den because we love to talk about life and we love to talk about sex. Mm-hmm. And also the our only goal 
like basically our only goal is to spread connection and love through our connection and love for each other. Like we want to talk about this, our healing journeys and whatever it is, because number one, these are conversations that you and I would just naturally have. And Mm -hmm. number two, because we're in joy. Yes. Joy. I N space J O Y. Like we are in in joy. joy. And so (laughs) need I say it again? We are in joy. Inside (laughs) of the joy. (laughs) Inside of the joy. That's where we live. And we... (laughs) We're in it together. You are in it. Enjoy. We are in the joys of life and in the Enjoying loins of the, the Lord. Joys. Yeah. No, it does but, feel yeah, feels like that. So anyway, I I wanted to take that moment and I kind of said like, fuck privilege and also we're privileged. And also if you are privileged and you don't have the, and you're not pursuing joy, then you're a piece of shit. And I kind of <laughs> yeah. mean, I kind of mean all of that. No, I kind of <laughs> like, mean all of it too. <laughs> I like, come on. I think this section so far has already touched on so many things in our topic today, which was like following right. your dream and what got us here. And mm-hmm. these are all really important components of following your dream. Like just uh, listening to what happened to me this past month, <laughs> I knew I made the right choices and I, in, you know, four months ago and I'm still in a fucking shit storm. Like you yeah. choices to follow your dreams is not going to be easy, but the world needs you to do it. Mm-hmm. And you need you to do it or you're going to explode. If you're mm-hmm. listening to this and you're like, oh my God, if, if we're giving you, if you have to turn us off because you're like, this is giving me a, <laughs> yeah. a my heart is going to fall through my asshole because I'm feeling so much tension, then keep like, you can turn us off, but we're still going to be talking about this. And it's going <laughs> to yeah. it weave through all of our podcasting episodes is just mm-hmm. like this idea of living in your truth, even when it's really hard, or even when your whole family is pissed at you because you started an OnlyFans and you didn't even know <laughs> what you were doing because you were a professor before that and everybody was confused. And <laughs> yeah then you came out on the other side. Like that's a highlight reel of my story, but it's true. It is true. I want to um, get into us being now in deep joy. <laughs> in deep joy. Deep joy. Um, I do want to get into it and just ask. So for people who don't know us, um, Lauren, just briefly explain what you were doing before for kind of your story to getting to now and then what kind of led to the choices for you. Specifically, I want to talk about the choice of you leaving teaching because I think that that one is something people can really connect with. Okay, cool. So my story is as follows. I, (laughs) number one, 1992, I was born. (laughs) I was born in October of 1992. My mother... (laughs) was two weeks late delivering me and I was a giant baby. (laughs) I was a baby just under 10 pounds. (laughs) Then I was developing. And then as a toddler, I developed very very aware, able to speak at an ungodly age. So young. And my first words were, fuck the system. Okay. Destined for greatness. I. (laughs) 
Oh my God. Okay, we're turning this into a novel. <laughs> but for those for those who are like, get the fuck to the point. Okay, we're so and you were a teacher. If you're here today saying get the fuck to the point, what I'd like to say to you is fuck you. You this is my time. <laughs> you don't deserve to be here. Okay. And also you're deserving in home. Okay. okay. So here's the point. The, all those things that I just said were true. I was a huge baby. I was born in Wisconsin. <laughs> and then I went through life being a super performer, like always wanted to be with the adults, got to high school, realized that high school was too slow for me. I graduated early from high school, went to SDSU, which was an out-of-state school for me. We were born raised in Denver. Then I graduated early from my bachelor's. I Mm -hmm. worked my ass off in undergrad, but it was kind of just easy for me. And I was like an overachiever in school. So uh, graduated in three years and then immediately was freaking out, met this guy who eventually became my boyfriend. And he was like, if I did grad school, you can do it. And I was like, you're right. So then I just immediately went to grad school and started teaching in a college classrooms when I was 21. Mm-hmm. So I had my own sections and taught public speaking at San Diego State University, graduated with my master's at 23. And then moved to Houston for a little bit to do consulting. That wasn't my thing. And that was really my only nine to five job. And even that was a pretty cush like startup situation. Yeah. So I moved back to San Diego and just started teaching as a professor. Like I taught at different, uh, three different universities here in San Diego and ended up teaching in jails, like with inmates. I taught Mm -hmm. with a lot of non-English speakers and taught everything in communication, argumentation, persuasion, group calm, family calm, like all of it, and realized somewhere along the way that while I loved that, I didn't actually love the institution of higher education. Like it felt very, I I didn't see a lot of upward mobility unless I got my PhD. And so those concerns, I was very concerned about, okay, what the hell am I actually doing with my life? I'm not yeah. just going to adjunct professor for my whole life. So I pretty much just like quit. It was really strange. I quit in pursuit of the unknown and literally floundered for like two years trying to figure out what it was. I started an app. I did van life. I got into a relationship and then I'm like, I'm not going to work at all and I'll be a stay-at-home mom for my mm-hmm. stepkid. And like it was very bizarre. So many things. So many things. I'm going to do business with my mom. I just literally struggled and was like drowning for three years. I was yeah. in this horrible swirling of emotion and like, I call it fuckery. Like it was crazy. I didn't, I basically didn't make a single dollar for like three years. Yep. And lived on credit cards. Yeah. Like no interest credit cards. I started in OnlyFans because yeah. I was feeling very sexually liberated at the time. Uh, I was doing a lot of like swinging and open relationship stuff and it just kind of felt like this natural progression for some reason and it was right when OnlyFans was becoming popular and then had then I started my psychedelic healing journey back in October it's almost been a year mm-hmm. and it became very obvious that I had to start a coaching business so I completely quit OnlyFans started offering one-on-ones and it was the same time that it was becoming really clear for me that personal power, sexual confidence, like personal development and 
connection with all that is were just spewing out of my mouth. And I had this like education piece. I had this experience piece and it became the most fulfilling thing that I've ever done in my whole life, which is my business that I own now, my coaching business. So So that's that. Needless to say, it took you a long time to figure out what your passion even was. I mean, you're almost 29. So it was about five years that you were kind of figuring it all out, like not knowing what to do. It was a mess. It was it was a mess. It was but I honestly think that that's really important to say. Like you yeah. seem now and you seemed for years because of your big Instagram following, everything was great. You were running successful businesses, but on the back end of it, like you were totally struggling and trying to figure out who you were. I was totally struggling. And I was trying to be honest about that. Like I would write posts, you know, I started my blog as like all these different outlets, but I didn't even realize how in the shit I was until I was no longer in the shit. And then all of a sudden it was like, wait, now I'm having a worthiness issue and a deserving issue. And all these money things are coming up where I'm like, do I deserve to be paid this much? Like, am I worthy of this? Can I actually be completely out of debt? Like, is that a can, is that true? Yeah. For me? Do I can I actually have money yeah. in my bank account? And it was like, I, then it's the process of like relearning. It's what you're going through, right? Relearning what my narrative is. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, think it, was so it was a shit storm. It was it was a shit storm. Storm. And I am not a planner. Like as you'll hear in a second with Camille's journey, she was she's much more orchestrated than me or she always had been. So that's why this part of your journey is really special for you. But yeah. I have always lived my life at the whim of my intent intuition. So yep. it would just be like I'd be really full steam ahead on a business idea and then be like nope, that's not it. I literally can't spend one more minute talking about it. And it would ruin relationships. It ruined a business partnership. It, I lost literally like $30,000 just like investing in stuff and then it not working out. Like yeah. lawyers, it's just insane. It's so, crazy. And but I still don't have it all figured out. No, but you have found your purpose and you're continuing yes. to figure out your purpose. And yes. now you're able to offer teachings and you know guidance for people who are in the same place like they come to you for sexual power and then they end up having you know full Full life altering experiences where they're making Mm -hmm. changes and finding joy so I think it's so important you went through that so that you were able to teach it to others and now ultimately you can teach and That's so beautiful. Well, it's so exciting. It's so exciting too because, I mean, so much of what I do is actually guiding people in communication with themselves and with others. Yeah. So it's like I have the master's there and then I have my yoga teacher cert and I have my doula cert. So my my doula cert has nothing – like I could literally help people give birth. But I do metaphorically think about it as like I do help people rebirth. Like that's part of my coaching. Yeah. So it's – just been man it's just been such a journey and I I'm so happy to be on it I'm so honored and it was so hard I mean my god I could just cry about it it was so hard and I was so confused for so long and I think it was extra long for me because I really think that what's coming for me is really huge so if you too 
if you feel really huge and you feel like you have this calling and you're really far away from that, it is going to be hard. That's the thing that I want everybody to know is like you're not alone in the shit. Like it's really hard. If you look at any successful person, anybody who's like made it in the way that you want to do, it was hard for them. It was hard. And I love following all these accounts of women entrepreneurs because they openly talk about their stories. I think that's actually a really good place to start because it's comforting to see other people who have made it, who had started where you were. Mm. And it's important to have, even if it's just an online kind of made up community for yourself, but just to go Mm -hmm. online and see people's stories, it is really helpful and it's very inspiring. I want to say one thing too, though, even the people who have made it, you'll see posts of them saying, I'm having a really hard day. I'm, I'm doing great, but it's also hard following Mm -hmm. your passion, it's not like you find it and then it's just rose-colored glasses and everything's beautiful. You still go through the ups and downs. You still have to fight to keep happiness. You have to accept happiness and sadness in the same way. That's part of the whole experience, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I think my story is a little bit different. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to start. I'll do like brief overview of college. I went to Northern Arizona University for environmental engineering. I was a really freaking good student. I graduated cum laude. I was like, it it was amazing for Mm -hmm. me. I loved school. I loved the party aspect and it was awesome. Basically started my first job in LA, (laughs) um, NIT. It was definitely not what I expected. I was also in a relationship I was not very happy in. Um, Well, I was content, but just I couldn't spiritually grow the way I wanted to. So I did a yoga teacher training, a 200-hour to – I was essentially going to quit engineering and pursue yoga. And when I finished that training, I kind of came to the conclusion like, oh, wow, I have to leave this relationship. So I left my relationship quit my job and moved from LA in like a three week long period. <laughs> and I decided to move down to San Diego. The week I moved to San Diego, I got a second interview with this company and took it and I got the job. So I took two weeks off when I moved yes. to San Diego, which now looking back, the amount of change I had gone through, that was not enough. <laughs> I should have taken time <laughs> to really like get my shit together because <laughs> that was a lot of change all at one time. But I started working for a company and I worked for them for two and a half years. And I got the question recently of when did I know it was that engineering wasn't for me? Honestly, there were so many signs. I just... I felt very cooped up in a cubicle. I was a mechanical engineer as my job. So I was working always in the office five days a week for at least nine hours because you get there, you have a lunch, which you don't get paid for, but whatever. Nine to 12 hours, I'd say a day we would work. It was a high intensity job, but I loved that or I thought I loved that. Um, A lot of projects, a lot of tasks. And when I met Michael and then we got married, it just started making me significantly more sad. Number one, being in the office all day. And then number two, that I was just spending so much more time at work than I was with my new husband. 
for me, I mean, a lot of people say, yeah, it's nice to get away and do your own thing. But for me, I just felt really sad about it. It was like, I want to be spending more time with Michael. And I just wasn't feeling like I was fulfilled Mm -hmm. in that area. And we started building a real estate business on the side. And for me, I'm a total planner. So I've also been a really avid saver. I have a I made a lot of great investments last year that set us up really well with money I'd saved from the previous four years. Um, And Michael as well has done great saving his money. So we have a very privileged (laughs) look view of that, of that money section. For me, I'm a planner. So we planned our real estate business for about eight months until it got to the point where I was like, I want to pursue that full time. I think that's the best thing. So my manager had a baby. She was 31 and she came back to work after when the baby was six months. And I think a meeting with her, it kind of set in like, oh, you have to quit Camille because I asked her how much time she was spending with her kid. And she said like an hour in the morning and maybe an hour at night if I get off in time. And I just had this blast of like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. I want kids in a couple of years. I do not want to have to quit my career. I also cannot imagine sitting in the office and doing that every day. That's just not me. It's not me. So I essentially quit about a month later. I gave them a six-week notice and that was it. I mean, it was the most freeing moment of my whole life when I ended up quitting my job. Mm. It felt like you Mm -hmm. fucking made it. (laughs) Oh my God. I couldn't sit in the office one more day. That's what it felt like. I mean, I remember being in a project meeting and I was around very passionate people. So it made me feel passionate, but I remember being in a meeting and discussing like what to improve on in the next design. And I was thinking to myself, I could not care any less. I could not care any less. And for me, that was a sign of this isn't fair to my coworkers. It's not fair to me to have to sit here and do this when I do not give a shit. This is not my passion. And right. yeah, right. so I quit. And like I said at the beginning, I've gone through this total roller coaster the past four months. I went, you know, I only took a week off and then I went full blown real estate. And then, wow, just slow down, Cami and Bufo. I went on the two week trip by myself. Bufo slapped me in the face and was like, you're slowing the fuck down and you also don't want to do real estate. (laughs) So it has been a whole ass journey. (laughs) It has been a whole Mm. ass journey. And right now I'm very passionate about this podcast and art. And so that is what I'm pursuing. And for the first time ever, I'm releasing expectations of focusing on something just to make me money. I'm focusing on something to bring me joy. And I know that if I keep pursuing those things in a passionate and hard way and putting my heart into it, I know I'll find a way to make money in those things. And I'm just trusting in that. I'm trusting in Mm -hmm. myself and I'm giving myself the time and space to, to do it, to just be me, to be exactly who I'm supposed to be. And that's my story. (laughs) Yeah. I want to comment just on like how incredible it is to see you. And I guess for our wolf pack, that's like in a similar situation to you where they had a nine to five or they have a nine to five and they have some savings and they're 
they may have been more of type A, like spreadsheet people and Mm -hmm. in, you know, power, powerful positions or whatever it is. It's like, I can't even begin to describe how I thought this was going to take you like 30 years to get to this conclusion. Like I'm so proud of <laughs> you know. for Thank this work. You. Like it's happening so fast for you and it's just amazing and it's so funny because you know, I was going through this total shit storm and didn't really have a lot of guidance or like people weren't really understanding what I was doing. They're like, whoa, we're kind of worried about Lauren. And like all of the things that I was going through, Camille would be like, okay, sis, well, it would probably be a good idea if you, you know, wrote (laughs) down some goals or like, you know, made a, you know, I can help you with your budget and all of this stuff. Or like, what did you do? What did Lauren, what did you do today? And I'd be like, you don't understand. I I literally just just laid on my floor. Laying on the floor right now. That's I'm yeah doing. I'm like all I needed to do was lay on the floor and she's like okay well you know you're always so supportive but also like totally didn't understand and now you're like oh, I get it I was you oh know oh my god I get it I need that it's part of the process it's yeah part of the process I think this is important to say too a couple things so for those in a nine to five who are feeling very seen by this and they're saying oh my god like I I feel like I can't do this anymore. I want to just offer something and it doesn't have to be you quitting right away. Like if you're a person also who maybe doesn't have a savings or something like that, I would just start as small as building passions on the side. And for me as a person who's really process oriented, that really helped for me. Sometimes it's not it isn't as easy as just quitting and saying, fuck it and taking months off. You know, I recognize that for me, I mean, this, like I said, I also made a lot of good decisions the past four years that made me comfortable enough to leave. I was a very process oriented Mm. person. So I needed the savings to show me, Hey, you could survive this many months, even if you made no money. I needed my backup Mm -hmm. plan and those things for me were shattered Mm -hmm. recently. Like, Hey, you're going to be okay either way. But for me, I needed that to follow the passion. So when I was going through this in LA, I picked up a hobby. I picked up doing yoga. I decided to start training yoga to potentially become a teacher, you know, just following what you're feeling on the weekends and at night. It's so easy to just come home and turn on Netflix and make dinner. And Michael and I committed to each other and decided like, let's focus on building a business outside of work so it can work for us. And it's important if you feel it's important to create something that you feel it can be viable for you. So that's my first offering. And um, reach out to others, talk to others about their journey. It really helps too to see how they transitioned because in that position of getting promoted, getting your bonus, Mm -hmm. it is super scary to leave because that's what society tells you you're working towards Mm -hmm. your whole life, especially if you're in a STEM type of Mm -hmm. environment. All you see is people driven by money and promotion. So to get out and say, oh my God, I might have to pick up a job as a bartender to make some money suck up your pride. That's better. Like for me, it came down to like, I would rather teach yoga and literally serve and bartend a couple nights a week than do what I'm doing now. That's what it came down to. And I was like, oh, I don't have a choice to quit. (laughs) 
So if the passion in right, you is you that strong, yeah. yeah, if the passion in you is that strong that you're like, I just don't know what to do, humble yourself and think I would rather pick up mm. some side hustles and like literally go back to my high school ways and hustle for money rather than do this. Just do it. Do it. The worst case scenario yeah. is you can always go yeah. back, but guess what? You won't. I just always <laughs> Yeah, guess what? You won't. <laughs> yeah. And also, I just always like to say if you kind of pull yourself out of your own head and look at your life like you're a story. There's like this whole idea of like the main character energy and it's like what does your story say? Like are you going to be I just and I've said this before I think on the podcast, but the idea of okay, if you're watching your life as a movie and you're the main character in the movie and you're like rooting for the main character, right? This is a protagonist. This is a good person. This is like yeah. somebody who's doing doing the work and you want them to succeed. Are you wanting them to – are you wanting to watch your movie with you sitting at your job hating your life for two more chapters or do you want it to be over this chapter? You mm-hmm. know, like when is it – time for your character to get the boot and like go do something that's scary and fun and yeah maybe think about your life in 10 years or in 20 years and ask yourself like how much longer can my heart literally take this yeah I want to offer I'm gonna just keep giving offerings today (laughs) I love your offerings okay I wanted to say for people in a nine to five I kind of have two things and They sort of contradict each other, but number one, which this is what my husband would tell me, is, babe, you could die tomorrow. Are you going to be happy that your last day was spent 10 to 12 hours in your cubicle? Mm. Um, fuck no. I no longer had a choice. (laughs) I had to quit. Right. Uh, So ask yourself that. If, if If you only lived a few more weeks, would you be happy with how you're living it now? And if you're not, I'd make a change. The second thing is in a work environment, because I do think a lot of people love jobs like that. Some people are great entrepreneurs instead of entrepreneurs. They love to work inside a business. I heard a podcast on this, and I think it's important to say Mm -hmm. just because you're leaving your current job in an office job doesn't mean you won't find one that you actually enjoy. Like I know people who genuinely love their jobs. We're not saying you have to quit and just become an entrepreneur and an artist and a coach. Like, no, 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 that's not it. Seek something until you're happy. So you can change jobs. You can switch careers. You can go back to school. Like you can do, there are many different options for making your next chapter. Um, for me, something in an office job and the reason I left my first job and kind of my second is look at those who are uh, higher up than you. Look around you. Really observe their behaviors and see if that's what you want to be. Because if you stay in that job, that's what you're going to be. So yeah. for me, I saw, okay, significantly more money significantly more time on the road, significantly more time in the office. Not me. No. Older people in my first job counting down the days to retirement. And I was just like, oh my God, there has to be more to life than coming to the office every day and saying, hi, only 750 more days until retirement. You know, it was just like, oh my God, kill me if I end up that way. 750 more days. Yeah. It's like, okay, good for you, Ruth. You're about to, you know, be out, but what you're telling, 
what you're telling me is I have 30 oh more years. Oh my like, God. So rude. So, of course her yeah. name is rude. <laughs> yeah. That's not Dude. a real thing. But just look at the people, really look at the people around you. If you don't see yourself, if you don't see yourself wanting to be up where they are still passionate, happy, loving life, if that's not where you see yourself, it's better to make the change now than wait. Like, what are you waiting Mm -hmm. for? What -hmm. are you waiting for? You know, you just commit, commit to yourself, trust in yourself. And those are the things I wanted to say. (laughs) And I think we, I mean, we can always talk about this again, like when we get follow-up questions, because there is so much here. Like there are so many different avenues that we could take this. We could take it in the spiritual realm. We could take it in like the actual human body of like, we could talk about freaking capitalism and how they want us to stay in a job like that because it benefits the whole system, you know? So it's like, just get out. I know. It really does. It's so complex. If you have the privilege to get out. If you have the privilege, do it. Uh, I think that that was a wonderful closing to this section. And we have a couple listener questions this week. We're answering a couple more than usual because we've been getting really great questions. Okay, so first, thank you all for writing in the questions. I love the engagement. When I post stuff, I really do want you to ask questions. We both do. Yeah. We love yeah. we love offering just <laughs> just some more offerings. <laughs> I'm so we enjoyed just in love my work. offering. Last week I said sex is life about 20 times. This week I'm using the word offerings a lot. Um, but you know what? Well, my, I love it. My annoying <laughs> my annoying thing is when I'm like I invite you or yes, I, I, I open the space for you and it's like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Write them an invitation. But it's like, instead of saying, you know, I still love it. Okay. So four questions this week. Number one, someone asked, can you please address period sex? They feel confident in the bedroom except when they have their period and they kind of wanted some advice or just to cover, you know, why patriarchally we think this way, uh, stuff like that. So Lauren. What's your response for this one? I have a couple of things here. Number one, if you love, if you're horny on your period and you want to be fucked, then get fucked. Like if your man literally is saying, I don't care, then go ahead and you are allowed to not care. If you actually want the period sex and you are horny, mm-hmm. um, then then it's okay. The patriarchy and like the whole systems that be have kind of demonized our periods and made them something that's like dirty or gross or like something that we need to hide yeah, and boo. You know, be doing like in private. That part of it is a no from me. I also am not the biggest period sex fan. Like mm. it, it, my whole pussy just doesn't feel the best when I'm on my period. There's so much going on down there. Like I'm shoving tampons up there. I'm like bleeding. My uterus is kind of in pain. But I have friends that they're like the horniest ever on their period. Yeah. I basically don't even want to see a dick a couple days before. (laughs) The couple days before my period, like one or two days, I'm almost like repulsed by dick. We'll see if that holds true now that (laughs) – (laughs) Shane and I are together like but in the past I that's how I felt but I haven't experienced a period yet with him so we'll see but yeah yes that's a good answer period sex is kind of I don't like it that much okay that is a great answer my quick answer is I also do not get my period because of the birth control I'm on 
But when I did have it, I was not the biggest fan of it just because same, I'm not feeling great in that region. It's like, oh, I don't know the tampon specifically, even if I was doing pads on light days, whatever. I just hated it. I will say this though. If your man is like into it, like Lauren said, and you're horny, put some towels down. Like it's the same thing with anal. (laughs) Like shit's going to happen. If you're having having period sex, (laughs) you know, there will be blood. So you just have to kind of almost make it like a sexy thing. I don't even know. Like it's more wet. So it's probably going to feel pretty good. (laughs) Just put a towel down or I love shower sex. Some people don't love shower sex, but I would totally do it in the shower. Like have your dude sit on the bottom of the bathtub and just kind of ride him home. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Ride him home. I don't know. You squat over him in birth pose. Yeah. Kind of just like a frog. frog Just doing, 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 (laughs) (laughs) doing, doing, doing. Yeah. But love good. it. Um, and then I was gonna say too, if the guy is like, ew, no gross periods, um, I would say goodbye. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. We we're gonna try I to rapid fire this and now we're like, if he doesn't yeah, love the period, no. then he's a no. No, I mean whatever. Yeah. Whatever feels the best. But if they're like shaming you for sex on the period, tell him to grow up. Yeah. Okay, second question. Uh, what if you can feel connected to your spiritual self, but the sexual self isn't coming through? Do you feel like you're less connected? Oh can I answer God. this one first? Yeah, if you want. For me, I would say this is just how I'm feeling about it is if you're spiritually connected, but the sexual self isn't coming out, I would say it may be a deeper rooted issue or something uh, I w- wish we could ask this person questions. This is actually something great to get a coach over um, because yeah, I think it expressing your sexual self has so many different components. Um, yes. I would just dig deep into why you're not feeling sexually like that part of you isn't coming out. Yeah. I, I have more to add. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I think if you're asking this question, you already know the answer. Like who, who would either – Camille or me be to be like, yep, you're not as spiritually connected as you thought you were because your sexual side isn't coming through, right? Mm. Like that there is no answer to this question. The the answer is, do you feel like you need to dig deeper into your sexual side to feel more connected sexually? If the answer is yes, then maybe it doesn't have as much to do with your spirituality as you thought. Maybe like Camille said, it is a deeper rooted question or a deeper rooted um, issue or just something that's different that you haven't thought about before. So a question like this, yes, I would recommend like apply for my one-on-one coaching or uh, reach out to a different spiritual sexual coach. But Mm -hmm. this isn't a question that we can answer directly for you because only you know. Yeah. Perfect. Beautifully said. Number three, orgasm tips. How do you explore what you like without buying a million products? (laughs) You literally just have to hump your pillows, hump your hand. Like, I don't know what else to say. Literally pretend like your clit is a DJ booth and you just spin some tracks, girlfriend. Okay. Get vulnerable with yourself. For me, Mm -hmm. I actually, it takes interesting ways for me to come. I'm not like a, oh, directly on my clit type of person. Actual around my vagina has a lot of sensitivity. And I Mm. discovered that really young that I was like nervous to tell anybody about it. But I would say just use your hand or like (laughs) a pillow or seriously anything hard, like something and kind of like 
feel around on around in your vagina, everything, and just feel what you like. And if you're masturbating with just your hand, some women can get off really easily. For me, it takes a long time. So just put in the effort, like actually take time with yourself. Take a couple weeks to just explore your body and see what feels good. You definitely don't have to buy toys. I mean, I know they're expensive and annoying and you don't know what to buy. So figure out what you like before you even go to any different products. Yeah, I actually wrote a sex toy guide that we can link in this, uh, that we can link here. I know that you said so that you don't have to buy a bunch of products, but if you did want to get one or something like that, you, you could get one that you can kind of grind into and that isn't too intense if you want to learn your own body. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, it's weird. I will like get a specific craving to masturbate with just my hand and it's usually in hotel rooms. It's so weird. Oh, I yeah. have this like hotel room <laughs> hand masturbation fetish thing That's where like so the funny. only thing I want to do is masturbate with my hand in a hotel room. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so, so it's not yeah. weird. It's just like so interesting it's that it funny. only comes up in the hotel room (laughs) and it'll be like aggressively too like I can't help it it's like I'm ravaging myself it's so funny it is so funny Um, but okay so yeah I think just like figuring out what movement you like too like some women like up and down movement some like side to side some only need like one finger on their clit some need a lot of pressure pressure. I'm like a circular motion person like Mm -hmm. this I know if you're watching the YouTube it needs to be like constant pressure like almost no moving at all or like a little bit of moving yeah so I would just a little bit yeah try different techniques also you should watch I mean I watched <laughs> lesbian porn and I would like see what they were doing and kind of just copy it because they don't use toys <laughs> like yeah it's, there's like, the a website ones. called oh yes and there's a um there's a website called OMG Yes, and they literally have different orgasm tutorials. Like they show you different ways that you could potentially have orgasms. Oh my God, I love that. Okay, and then yeah. last, okay, let's hit this last question. Um, this woman has been on a few dates with this this man or person and okay. checks all the boxes until they had sex. She did not come. He came and said, how was that for you? She said, I didn't come. And he said, oh, I thought you did. And then it wasn't brought up again. They went to sleep. She said, should I give him a second chance or is it just a no? Advice, help, suggestions. Give him Man, a second I chance. Man, I sure hope you give him another chance. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you got to give him some a chance. At least he asked you. He yeah. asked. Not that I'm I'm not a bare minimum person. I'm not like, well, at least he asked. But I'm just saying, like, he, he cared enough to ask how it was for her. Yes. So 100%, you have to give him a second chance. Have like, to give it a chance. You have to give him a second chance. Sometimes, like, I do not expect to come the first, like, several times that I have sex with someone because I'm, I'm like, in my head a oh, lot. Oh, me too. Like, there's so much happening. And sometimes I'm just carried away in the experience and it takes a lot of focus for me. I guess not a lot. It depends on the time. But, like, it takes focus for me to get into, like, a coming routine. <laughs> it's so interesting. You know, like, for me, it takes building trust with someone to tell them what I yes. like to come. So, it took yeah. a, a, a few times until I figured it out with my current partner and we're married. I mean, yeah. you don't have to expect if it was still a great sexual experience, just keep at it and then tell him what you like, you know, during the sexual experience and say like kind of guide him to it. Um, the only way I would say to cut it off is if it continues and then he has no interest in making you come, then I would. Right. It, you know, like if this is just yeah, a few if times he isn't. Thing. 
Totally. If he isn't wanting to prioritize your pleasure again and again and again. Then it's a then, problem. Then it's a no. <laughs> yeah. But – Man, I mean, give this dude a chance, poor thing. Oh, yeah, definitely give him a chance. And give yourself a chance, too, to, like, tell him what you want and to grow your sexual connection. Exactly. I love it. Mm -hmm. And we are going to end on that. So thank you so much, Wolfpack. This is episode eight already. We're we're close to ten. Ocho. <laughs> I am so happy. And thank you to all the comments and questions. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, comment on any of your favorite podcast streaming sites or YouTube, wherever you are watching or listening with us. Um, also DMing on our personal pages at SheWolfLauren and at Camille Misbach or our combined podcast page at the Den Mothers. It just, it really makes us happy to hear your feedback and seeing you connecting to these episodes. So thank you. We have so much gratitude for our wolf pack. And yeah, and if you listen, And if you listen to us every week, like we get so many people saying they listen to us every single week and y'all have not at least just given us a five-star review. Just literally all you have to do is do oh. the stars. You don't even have to write a review if you don't want. Mm -hmm. But if you want, Go ahead and write a review and at least check the little star thingy. Yes, exactly. Right? I mean, yeah. geez. Come on. Come on. Click the stars. <laughs> Click the comment. We see you listening. We see you listening. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much, everyone. We love you and we will see you next week for episode number nine. Ow, ow, ow. ow. <laughs> <laughs>